cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Ashley Reynolds of EMT CBD. Ashley, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I am so good, and I'm so excited. This is like a six-month booked in the making. So this is a hot show to have to get on. So well, we I hope it's, I think it's worth the wait. <laughs> I think we'll make it worth the time. Kellen, how are you doing? I'm doing well, you know, out here in the West Coast, just going to hold it down, enjoying life. So I'd love to start with just, you know, diving into the space, obviously, as a mom and kind of moving into cannabis. And even from the East Coast standpoint, there are a little more stigmas attached. So any hesitation to come in? What were some of those conversations early on when you, you know, you let people know you're moving into this industry? Yeah, I mean, here I am living in a tiny little town. I'm practicing dental hygiene in Stowe, Vermont, which like, is like this big. And you know, was really nervous, obviously, because I didn't want to give up my license. I didn't want people to think I was, you know, going to hurt them or their children, um, since I pretty much saw every family that lives in Stowe as a patient. And so it was super nerve wracking. But because I found such relief in the plant, and because I was seeing so many struggling women and mothers, I just felt like if I'm not going to do it, who's going to do it? And simultaneously, like, Hashtag Me Too was happening and this huge embracing of female-run businesses here in Vermont and in the Northeast, like all of that sort of coalesced at the moment of me wanting to start this business. So I want to lead into the TED Talk. You know, how did that come about? And then kind of take us through like what that story is about, because I've got a couple of questions about that, because I really enjoyed you know, your, your presentation. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was insane. That was like... Um, the people of TED read a tiny article about me representing women in the cannabis space um, and trying to bring as many women businesses into the industry as possible, which I was very successful at doing here. And um, when they called, I thought it was a joke. And I was like, no. And then I also was like, no, because I'm not ready to be that vulnerable. Like, obviously, like many of us, like I really respect TED. And I really respect the speakers that are on there and the subject matter and the ability to basically have this piece of work live forever. I mean, people were like, well, you're crazy if you don't do it. Like you just just come every day that like Ted calls and wants to um, have you do a talk. And so you get assigned a coach. So like spoiler alert to those that think it's just like all these amazing speakers, like the process from when you say yes to when you actually give the talk is like six months. Um, I wrote six different Ted talks because the nature of the material, I really wanted to name the Ted talk, um, cannabis, 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 but you don't get to name your TED Talk either. <laughs> um, but it's just called Cannabis, a Future Without Stigma. And I felt like the best thing I could do uh, without getting myself in trouble, without getting the FBA to like put a target on my back, I did like a one-woman show of, of creating a fictitious world of what it would be like as me playing myself, going to my doctor and asking about CBD as a first wave medicine for my symptoms of endocannabinoid deficiency, i.e. postpartum anxiety. From a doctor's standpoint, that's one that's hard to accomplish, right? Not all doctors are comfortable prescribing that. And then from a female standpoint, that's kind of a ledge where if you're not consuming cannabis now, that's even another step forward to say, hey, like, this is something I'm not sure of, especially if it's your first time. So what's your feelings there? 
oh man, I mean, that's just like the whole precipice of wanting to start this business as a whole. You know, I never really cared if I like sold CBD. Like that wasn't what I was particularly sold on. Just the, I guess, empowerment that you can be in the driver's seat about your healthcare decisions and that going to your doctor when you're in the most vulnerable state of, for me, have experiencing postpartum anxiety and depression, when you are a shell of yourself and you're not sleeping and your whole metabolic system is out of whack because anandamide's not getting produced or 2AG is just like non-existent because you're in a stressful environment after having a baby, the last thing I want to do is go to a doctor who's like, well, like you're a criminal for trying this and like, how dare you? Like I'm calling DCF or I like, thank God that was not my experience. But the more women I talked to, the more horrific of a story people were fed about cannabis. And so, I mean, it doesn't end. The advocacy like doesn't end. I don't see it ever ending. But as a first time user, you know, it's still so daunting. Unfortunately, we have all these shitty brands from all the spectrums of cannabis that have entered the space. And it makes it so hard to discern. And all you want is to feel better or a little bit more like your old self. And it's really just unfair how just unregulated and all over the place it is. So final take-home message on this specific topic for women out there who are struggling with the idea of kind of moving forward, where should they start? What products, what concepts, what information should they start like looking into in order to help them make a better decision? Gosh, like what feels good? You know, is organic important to you? Is supporting a woman business important to you? Is cheapest, affordable important to you? You know, at this point, the industry is so established that really whatever wish list you have, you can find that brand. Um, I would say smaller is always better. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what these big nationals say. Like, I know it in skincare. I know it in going to my farmer's market. I know in my cannabis, like smaller is better. And these little producers, it's going to take everybody trying to um, support them to fight the biggies. So if you can. Um, and CBD is an awesome place. So talk to us about when you started your brand and the delicate balance between funding and maybe looking for outside funding. And one of the challenges of cannabis is the the limited ability for access to capital. So can you kind of expand on that? Yeah. So my husband and I were supposed to go on a honeymoon. And instead, I was like, I want to start a cannabis company. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we didn't go on that honeymoon. But that was like the first startup. And I knew that I needed a really beautiful logo and label. I knew I needed it to appeal to as many women as possible who would put it on their kitchen counter and then have it be a conversation starter to their girlfriends when they were over for wine or play group or whatever. And I knew that I wanted to have a t- uh, internal and external. So I knew I needed to have money for product development. And so, yeah, we partnered with a Colorado-based company. Ashley, since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what has been the biggest misconception? That it's easy, that everyone's just like making insane amounts of money. Um, when we see these deals, like all stock and like you know, potential. So like, yeah, it looks like this industry is like gangbusters and thriving, but it's crazy expensive (laughs) at every step of the way. You could sum up your experience in the main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation. What would it be? Don't plant your feet, fuck business plans, and don't hire smart people and tell them what to do. I like all of that. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, prediction time. <laughs> Ashley, what year do you think we will see cannabis use on an intake form for medical forms? Probably 10 years, minimum 10 years. And probably you'll only see them like on like a maybe dental form, maybe. So 2032? Yeah. So Ashley, for those who want to get in touch, they want to learn more and they want to see some of your products, where can they find you? EMT CBD. That's me across all, all the platforms. So easy to find. And check out the TED Talk. Check out the TED Talk. It's awesome. Um, it's it is. Good. Sorry I gave it away for everyone. <laughs> but, uh, I just need to bring that up. So thanks so much for your time, Ashley. Thank you so much, you guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on Podcon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.